Oh yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. We back, man. It's episode nine. We appreciate y'all for even allowing us to be here. Episode nine. Y'all growing with us every week. Yes. And you know, I'm just happy to say welcome back to the Let It Off podcast. I'm yes, Alex sir. King and we here with music insider, producer and contributor of culture, Templeton Wright and always the amazing host of the television show, Kicking It With Simone, Woo-woo. journalist and creative guru, Simone Dixon, where we talk about hip hop, culture, hot topics and things affecting you and your community to help get through the week. And let off all the bullshit. Yes, sir. And there's a lot of bullshit to let off this week. Yes. Right? Watch your drinks, fellas. Uh. Oh, man. Oh, man. Pill Cardi? Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Try to get that bag. Come on, man. Look, um, you know, we got a lot of things going on. We're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about, you know, what's the difference between appreciation and appropriation. And we also going to have them head boppers, you know, the most li- listen-worthy tracks of the week from Templeton that's going to be keeping you yes, up to date on what's popping and what should be bopping in your headphones. But first off, you know we got to set it off and find out what the fuck is going on this week. And we're going to let us some of them topics with them hot topics. Yo, someone, what's going on? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, apparently, mm-hmm. when Cardi B was telling y'all to be careful with her, she was warning y'all about getting drugged and getting slipped some <laughs> shit in your drink. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Now, let me stop, because I actually do like Cardi B. I but, like her, too. I mean, we like her, but... Yeah, but mm-hmm. these antics, okay? Exactly. So, apparently, the Bronx rapper came under some fire when a three-year-old Instagram Live video surfaced. And in this video, she was talking about the things she had to do to survive. And it seems like Cardi was upset because people were claiming that she didn't put any work to get to where she is now. And so basically she was going off saying like, you know, she's exactly where she needs to be and telling us what she did to get that work. Mm-hmm. I did, my nigga. I built my followers up and I'm building my own fucking music career. Nobody's fucking helping me. So a bitch to motherfucking say that I don't deserve to be a fucking artist because shit was handed to me and I haven't put in no work. You're fucking bugging because I'm 24 years old and I'm a That's what I used to do. Yikes. Is it yeah. really her money if she's stealing it from other niggas, though? Money. Feels like a contradiction. Mm. Nah, you know what? I mm. I don't judge her on the things that she had to do to survive. We don't know about the situation. I know everybody's like... And that's the thing about, about the court of public opinion. Everybody mm. is ready to judge and jump down someone's throat. But mm. you was just on her back last week. Like, yeah, let's let's push mm. sis up. Let's, ri- let's rise yeah. sis. She made it from being a stripper to this. Mm. And now when y'all find out the thing that she already told y'all, like, I had to do this. This from three years ago. Mm-hmm. And one thing about Cardi is, Cardi has always been transparent. Mm-hmm. Since day one, she never tried to pretend. She she would come up with her fucking per, um her purple fucking bed sheet, mm-hmm. makeup not done, and basically show you how she is at her bare self. So I don't mm-hmm. fault her for saying three years ago, this is what I had to do to survive. Before I made it, mm-hmm. I had to do this to survive. She told you she came from the strip club. Mm-hmm. She told you she used to rob niggas. She told you she was blood. She told you she was in gang activity. Mm-hmm. So don't be surprised when when you see a video of her saying, yo, I was doing gang activity. Nigga, she told you. Yeah. That's <laughs> true. But, but my thing is, that, like, I feel, it feels like we give Cardi a pass because there are a lot of people who come from, you know, not, not, so, not so great um, um, uh, coming up. Not so, they didn't have any great, um, great past or, or whatever. But, exactly. like, a lot of rappers tend to do that. They talk about things they used to do, like, you know, selling drugs, like stabbing people, murdering people and all that stuff. But it seems like they tend to use that against uh, those people. But with Cardi, it seems like no one really cares mm. as much. I mean, she got a little bit of backlash, but, like, for the most part, people are just like, well, it's cool. But it's like, where do we kind of hold people accountable for their actions, you know? Do you, yeah. do you hold Hove account- accountable for selling crack? To his neighborhood, do you hold Boosie for 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 committing crimes? Do you hold Meek? Do you hold Ti for for housing multiple firearms? Mm-hmm. But what? But these are all situations that were happening 
before they made it. Mm-hmm. Right. You you can't correlate Corey, um you can't correlate Cardi B situation to Bill Cosby or call her uh Pill Cardi because she was doing that to survive to make it. Bill Bill Cosby made it already uh-huh. and he was shooting from the free throw with motherfucking drugs in the cup. You dig? <laughs> I, I get what you're saying, but I have to respectfully disagree. Ooh, mm, okay. talk shit. Let All it right. up then. Because, no, I'm saying, okay, for example, you're saying that, like, of course we love Jay-Z, at least I know I do, and T.I., <laughs> but at the same time, like, when people do actions, you can't say, oh, like, um, for example, let's say Jelly Bean shot up 10 people in a bodega. Mm-hmm. But we fuck with his music. You can't say, "Oh, I fuck with his music," but mm-hmm. he shot ten people. So I'm a, you know, at some at some point, we know. And I'm not saying that people are perfect because everyone makes mistakes. But at mm-hmm. the same time, accountability is huge. You, like, there's nothing wrong with saying I fuck with somebody, but you were wrong when you did X, Y, Z. Like, if Tim go outside and do some fuck shit, mm-hmm. I fuck with him, but I'm gonna be like, "Yo, my nigga, you fucked up when you did X, Y, Z." I think I think there's a difference. Uh, and by you. By you not agreeing with what they do, it's not saying you don't like them. It's mm-hmm. saying that they did some fucked up shit, mm-hmm. but you still rock with them. Same thing. And I think with the court of public opinion and social media verification, like it's really sickening the artists that we do gravitate towards. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, let's say Jelly Bean did shoot up 10, 10 people and they was killed. Mm-hmm. And let's say he never got convicted for it or anything like mm-hmm. that. Nigga, we glorifying that. Word, he did that. Like The music can't even be hot, but we going to push because we heard that. Mm-hmm. Like Sad to say... One of the artists that I enjoy listening to, until until that shooting happened, I was already listening to it. But until that shooting happened, nobody noticed. Like, yo, this nigga's really fucking nice. Mm-hmm. Then the baby, as soon as the shooting happened in Walmart, when 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 he actually got into an altercation and and killed a nineteen year old kid. Mm-hmm. Who's this? The baby. The, yeah, the oh baby. shit. Yeah, like when he got into that situation, when the video came out with some goons trying to run up on him and tried to run him off the block, and he was like, "Yo, I'm not going nowhere." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As soon as those videos came out. Him as a character got big. Yeah. And then the music came. So sad to say, like, yeah, the situation might be Jelly Bean shooting up 10 things, but mm-hmm. before we hear his music, Jelly Bean shot up 10 things? Mm-hmm. Where's the music at? He's hot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's like the it's whole, sick. like, um, what's the artist's name? YBN Melly? Of yeah. course. Yeah, like, now his song is, like, on the Billboard charts, like, number top one. 10 in the mm-hmm. country, number one on, like, uh, urban charts. It's just, like, we kind of see these acts, and it makes us more intrigued when it comes to the music. It's like, okay, it's not even really about the music anymore. It's more about like what you really did. Mm-hmm. So it's like, do you the think antics, that, yeah. yeah, the antics. So it's like, do you think that these antics are gonna like help her or hurt her, or just you think it's not gonna have any effect on her career at this point, bro? This this is nothing new, bro. This comes from the history of Fifty. Like, yeah, even with trolling or anything, Fifty got dropped. I, I I forgot if it was Universal or Columbia. I think. Don't quote me, but I think it was Columbia. He got dropped at first. 50 been out. 50 mm-hmm. was out. Until that nine-shot shooting incident, then everybody, many, man, many, yeah. many, many, many. He yeah. been had records. He been yeah. was writing for Diddy. Yeah. But until them, them fucking bullets hit, this shit is not something new. You always needed a narrative mm-hmm. in hip-hop to correlate to something. There's always been a narrative. What is? But Oh, yeah, they hot. They look good, but... Did they kill anybody? Did they shoot anybody? Who they fucking? Who they talk to? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I don't, honestly, I don't think that anything is going to happen. Only because, like, when you live certain lifestyles, there's no such thing as coming forth and saying, oh, somebody did this. And isn't, like, prostitution illegal in New York? Mm-hmm. So you can't come out and say, oh, yeah, I slept with Cardi and she did this, but because then you're going to put yourself on blast. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, So yeah. I feel like things are going to be quiet, but I don't think people are going to forget, but nothing's going to happen. You think back in the day... If you seen Cardi in the strip club and, you know, she was throwing it and all of that, and she said, you want to go up to the room, you going to fuck? That, look, that nigga got real fucking <laughs> quiet. Yeah, you going to fuck. <laughs> Listen, we, Tim already said he would, he would. Listen, we, he would we, pay no, for the we box. Not, we not, we not going to do that, all right? <laughs> we not going to bring that back up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, forgot, I forgot this is pay, Payboy Tim. No, oh, Lord it's not. Mercy. No, it's not. But, but uh, Go ahead, go ahead, Tim. Um, I was just going to say that I feel like it's just the... It's it's the type of crime that we're talking about now. Because, yeah, we know we talked about murders and shootings and stuff like that. That's kind of been romanticized and it's pretty much commonplace in hip hop now. Mm-hmm. But now we're in a time where people are very sensitive when it comes to drug culture and rape culture. So I think it's the allegations. Wave it to the people. You got to yeah, it to the so people. So I, I think that it's because like she's talking about drugging people and raping mm-hmm. them. Because like, even like like artists like City Girls, they talk about like scamming niggas. No one yeah. really cares about that. Fucking no, If you drop in drugs and niggas drinks and like robbing yeah. them, I think that's what it is. If that's she was just like, if she was like holding them up at gunpoint I don't think we'd be having this conversation no 
But one person that believes that, you know, we should take it a little bit lightly on her. Let's let's listen to this person right here. Oh. Rick Ross. <laughs> the boss. Let me explain something to you. Leave Cardi B alone. And the reason I tell you that is, in a lot of circumstances, that's what come with that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. She never hid that. We all know that. <laughs> Fortunately, I'm from Miami and I understand that. Uh-huh. My circumstances and my incidents, why well, I did lose a seven-figure deal, and I took that to the chin and I have no I was gonna say that Reebok, you understand because mm-hmm. I needed to understand I was a king you understand and they right I didn't need to promote that the parties I attended at the time where I'm from that was the lifestyle you dig and when you look at the reaction when we performed on that record that was the most popular line to a lot of motherfuckers and that's who I wrote that for I wrote that for motherfuckers who live that lifestyle so, you know, and that's a crazy thing. If you don't know what the line that he's referring to at that time, that he did lose a seven-figure Reebok deal that he had for multiple artists on the Maybach Music Empire group. Mm-hmm. The line was, I put a molly in her champagne. She didn't even know it. I took her home and enjoyed that. She didn't even know it. Sheesh. Mm-hmm. Sheesh, mm. let me get some for that. Sheesh. I don't know, man. That's not it. Yeah. Yeah. That I I understand <laughs> what he's saying. Yeah. But do fa- you now? Let me tell you why I understand why he's saying. Uh-huh. Cause he owned up to it. He said, I had to lose that deal to understand where I was in the position that I was in and to understand that that wasn't right. I was writing that for a particular group of people that were living in a situation that I was in and hindered me at a point of time in life. I wrote that to correlate towards them. Mm-hmm. Now I should have understand. I should have never put that in my music at the position that I'm at. Of course, I did come from that lifestyle previously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's recognizing and he's owning up to his mistakes and he's stepping forward and saying, I understand why she's saying that. That's the lifestyle she was in and she's trying to paint a picture for y'all. But yes, it's still wrong and we should move forward past mm-hmm. that. I can get behind that, actually. Really? Come on, my shit today. <laughs> <We're> <laughs> political today. Yeah, like when, when I first heard the news, I was like, yo, this is crazy because like if a nigga was doing this shit, then mm-hmm. oh, man, it all hell oh, would have broke loose. Oh, but man. I do understand that, yo, like, are you really surprised that Cardi B is that kind of person? I'm I not. wasn't. Do yeah. you think charges would have came forward? Just like, you know, we was talking about the uh, the R. Kelly thing and the documentary came out and all of these people started coming. Do you think charges could come forward? Because one person already came forward and said that he was a victim of Cardi B. Really? Really? I didn't hear that. You're not doing your research. <laughs> I didn't hear that. Yeah, I didn't hear that at all. One Cardi B. No, I don't think anything's going to happen. Yeah, I don't either. think anything's going to happen. Yeah. It's just going to get swept under the rug. But you pay out. I just think this court. is a case when being real got a little too wrong. Exactly. But, um, but do you think that if it was a male, it would have been, because uh, uh, a couple of people are putting hashtag men too. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I think it, if it was a guy, it would be uh, received completely differently. But because it's Cardi and we love her personality and, and because she's a woman, we don't take those crimes as seriously. It's just like how when women assault men, we don't really take those crimes as seriously. Like what we were talking about, I think it was episode one or two. Like when Bow Wow got assaulted, we kind of like laughed it off. Yeah. But if it, was, if it was the other way around, it would be completely different. So I think that does have a part to play. I think it's because of who she is, the level of her celebrity. Mm-hmm. And also I feel like because she is a woman committing a crime that men usually get um, berated for. Right. And just because that's who she is as a person, it's just like, all right, cool. It is what it is. And I think she'll probably be fine after this. Yeah. Like, we're not going to talk about it anymore. She'll drop a new single. She's dropping another album this year. And that's what we're going to be talking about in exactly. like, a, like a, uh, a month or so. And I don't, I don't think, I don't think it's gonna stop any like record sales or streaming numbers at all. Where her song number five in the country right now. All right. Mm-hmm. Next on the docket, mm-hmm. this segment or this little piece of hot topic is inspired by Nas and Genuine song called "You Owe Me." Hey. All right, all right. Say what's your price? Uh-huh. Say what? Just the man. All right. <laughs> now, this news broke last week, but Earl Sweatshirt smacked a phone out of one of his fans' hands for trying mm. to take a picture with him. Mm. Now, I do want to say it is unclear on what exactly happened, but when I saw the video, it did look as if the fan put his hand a little too close to Earl Sweatshirt's face, mm. but to slap the phone out of his hand, IDK. Hmm. But the fans Earl better stop playing With his frail ass Okay <laughs> The fan I never even heard his music either So that's why I was even more shocked Nah don't go in on him though Don't go in I never heard him. it I never She heard said it. who's this nigga That's exactly <laughs> what I said Anyway Mitch who's the fan He captioned the video On Twitter saying When you wanna pick With your favorite rapper Since day one And he's a dick mm. Now 
Disclaimer. Yes. Mm-hmm. I do want to say that, you know, we all work in the industry and yes. we have seen, we know we all work around talent, high profile talent, and mm-hmm. we have seen celebrities, uh, we have seen fans go crazy being and, and, around celebrities. And sometimes I think that fans, they don't know that being touchy-feely is like constitutes as disrespect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So I do, I do want to say that, but... To get physical is a whole, a completely different thing. There's a way you can handle yourself without being physical to fans. I, I think that um, people don't understand that there's days. Like, you have days. Like, mm-hmm. I'm still a human being. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I have a day. Like, this might not be the day for you. Like, I was just hearing a story. I forgot who was sitting with Diana Ross and Mary J. Blige. And Mary J. Blige, she was a new talent at the time. She was going through a crazy tour schedule. She was going through having to take pictures every day. People trying to get money from her. Her family acting fake. And she had to go to an award show after staying up in the studio for like seven days straight, forcing an album out. And she just wasn't in the mood. And they had her at a table with Diana Ross. And, you know, the cameras was coming and they was like, oh, you got to get ready for the camera. She was like, yo, just stop talking to me. Like, I don't really want to be here. <laughs> and Diana Ross snatched her up and like straightened her up. And that's yeah. when they said, that's when people realized like Diana Ross and everybody in this industry, you got to put on this kind of persona or this exactly. thing when the camera's on yeah. but you be going through real shit and people don't understand that exactly yeah. and I think that as an artist like this is what you signed up for like mm. period When this is your job so when you go outside and when you're in public at anywhere you have to keep that same persona with you at all times yeah. I don't give a fuck if you just like broke a tooth like mm-hmm. you have to it up <laughs> and then take that picture whatever whatever you know I'm on the other side I they feel like did it <laughs> I'm on. A, I feel like people really need to understand and respect personal space because, as a person, just a regular person walking down the street, if mm-hmm. someone stands too close to you on the subway, then you don't know them. It's just like, yo, back the fuck up. What are you yeah. doing? But because we feel like we know these people mm-hmm. and like we we know so many intimate details about their lives, you, you follow them on social media, you watch mm-hmm. all their IG lives, mm-hmm. you feel like you know them, but in reality, they don't really know you. They right. don't. They might not. They might not know you at all. So for you to like evoke all this emotion and come at them with this energy when they're mm-hmm. not ready for it. It's just like, whoa, you got to chill. Like, you got to relax. And mm-hmm. like, I understand completely. Like, artists are people too. Mm-hmm. And working in this industry, it it shows you that people are just regular people. How many times have yeah. we sat down with celebrities and had regular conversations with them and think all like, time. wow, you are just you're like just like me. Like, mm-hmm. yo, you you fuck with Crown Fried Chicken just like I fuck with Crown Fried Chicken. Exactly. And we think that they're so like above us and uh, there's like this kind of God complex that we think that you're just like not human but yeah. at the end of the day they have emotions they have bad days mm-hmm. they be in their feels sometimes so like try and respect and uh, like understand that right now this brings me to my question do y'all think that artists or creatives owe fans anything um, they do owe them a lot because without the fans you wouldn't be nowhere here you wouldn't have no shows you wouldn't have no merchandise uh-huh. you wouldn't mm-hmm. be nothing you'd be a nigga in the hood mm-hmm. still getting robbed for your fucking phone so do they owe them a- pictures and like interactions that kind of thing yes I, I do I, I wouldn't say so I, I think that it, it all depends on like how you approach it and like your mood it's just like sometimes like you might not be in the mood but if someone approaches you the right way then mm-hmm. it's like alright cool you know I understand and I appreciate that but it's hard to see that when it's just like someone just kind of bum rushing you and it's like fight or flight and it's just like wait do I embrace this person like do I get my security to like get him out of here because mm-hmm. you never know what kind of scenario people might put you in like it might be an unfortunate scenario where someone might not want to take a picture they might want to yeah. inflict harm on you so it's mm-hmm. just like I don't know what your goal is so I gotta keep my best keep interest in mind and mm-hmm. keep my guard up so I think when you're a public figure the thing that you gotta remember is public Yes. You want to be on live every day. You want people to buy your music. You mm-hmm. want people to invest in you. Why the fuck would you not invest in them? All they're asking for is a picture. Don't get me wrong. Like, it mm-hmm. can be a situation where you get bombarded mm-hmm. and you stand in somewhere that you wanted to go to a store and shop. And now this turned into a 30-minute situation because every single person wants a picture. Right. Exactly. But the way to automatically get rid of that, I've seen artists just take a group picture with everybody. Mm-hmm. You, you ask for this. Okay. You ask for that job. Yeah. yeah. Don't, don't, ask, don't ask for a full plate. No acts to eat and be complaining when you get a full plate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You feel me? I understand that. That's true. Now, that bring, this brings um, me to bring up a similar situation. Now, this happened this week. Um, Wendy Williams. So, she was doing boo, her Wendy. <laughs> no, we can't, we can't boo her. Like, During, she's going through some shit. Yeah, I don't want to boo her, you know. But she was dead wrong. So, this video went viral. You so, can't, we can't criticize Wendy when she's going through some shit. When Wendy criticizes everybody else, boo that ass. <laughs> hold up. Let me finish. Hold boo, up. Boo, just boo Alex her no on, neck hold ass. Hold on, Alex. You can let it off in one second. Oh, this fuck? video went viral uh, during the 
Wendy's show taping, this uh-huh. girl, she won a purple Wendy t-shirt. And yes. so she was, like, so excited. But there's a difference where you could tell, like, fan hype that's, like, unsafe and mm-hmm. fan hype that's polite and gentle. Mm-hmm. So the girl, the woman, like, came down the steps and how the Wendy show is, Bill, you come down the steps, like, the floor to where Wendy mm-hmm. is. And she had her arms open, like, to, to it, give it Wendy a genuine. hug. It and did. it was genuine. And Wendy, like, flashed her shirt, like, in front of her, like, to get her out the way. And I think that that's completely wrong. And my thing is, if Wendy didn't want to be around people, she could have had a staff member hand out T-shirts. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you passing out the T-shirts? And then you can't be upset if somebody wants to give you a hug. Now, Let's I don't see. know if she has her own guard up because of the situation that's going on with her mm-hmm. husband, Kevin. Yeah, I don't Listen, know. If I just relapsed from whatever she's addicted to, because she hasn't told us what she's addicted to yet. Mm-hmm. If I just had a relapse hey, recently yeah. and like my husband is like, just gave her, uh, mistress just gave birth to mm-hmm. a baby and I'm dealing with that shit. I could do whatever the fuck I want, honestly. She like, didn't cross the line to you? I don't think she crossed the line. It's just like pers- physical temp. She didn't cross the line. Personal physical. space. Yo, back up. Like I understand, like I appreciate you for being here. Without you, there is no me. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's just like, I, I I get it, but like not right now. I like and, and, I, and I, I feel like I feel like the fan. I don't know if she took it personally. She didn't. She seemed cool with it. I didn't watch the after like after what happened. I, I saw it was the hand. Like okay, well hold up. All right, mm-hmm. here goes here goes the shirt. You mm-hmm. know it is what it is. But again, it just goes to that point where it's just like people feel like they have these personal relationships with mm-hmm. these celebrities, mm-hmm. and at the end of the day, they don't know you, and I yeah. don't feel like they owe them anything. I feel like you definitely show appreciation, but like. I don't have to give you my entire life. Like, I don't have to take a picture with you just because you feel like you love me and, like, you want it right now. So I'm just like, so I got to stop everything that I'm doing right now because you you want a picture? Mm. I appreciate that, but I'm going to respectfully decline. Damn. And it's, it's hard to, like, it's hard to do that because people just take things personally no matter what. Mm-hmm. Listen, not right now, blah, 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 blah. Now, oh, you're such a fucking bitch, da, 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 mm-hmm. or you da, 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 and all I, that kind of shit. What about I, you, Alex? Let it off. I think that Wendy is just treating that fan like how her husband treats her at home. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And that's what I'm going to say. Yo, I'm never going to for a second hold my tongue, especially for no fucking Wendy Williams that yeah. goes in on everybody else's personal situation, mm-hmm. yeah. no matter if they're going down. Look what she did with Future, putting Future's baby mothers all on the chart. Fuck out of here. That's yeah. why your, your husband got a baby. Put him on the chart, motherfucker. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> no, I'm a dingy for that Stupid. one. Stupid. As much as I like, I want to respect Wendy in her personal space. Mm-hmm. Like, she definitely made a name for herself for talking really bad about a lot Everybody of people. Yeah. Exactly. So now that when shit hits the fan and it's you, it's your shit hitting the fan. It's just like, oh, I don't want no one to talk about this or anything like that. That part, mm. I'm not a fan of. And and you just always got to remember, mm. one day you gonna have to smell your own shit and your shit stink. Exactly. And she don't got no ass for that shit to slide out of. So, you know what I mean? <laughs> Fuck you mean. But hold up, Alex, you think she was wrong for getting physical? Like physical. throwing the shirt? That's physical. I, yes, I think she's wrong. I don't care what the fuck you going through. Mm-hmm. You're 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 a public figure. That's it. Let alone a public figure. You're at your place of work where you invite audience to come in. Mm-hmm. Like you beg, yo. You know we all used to work at MTV or some shit. Mm-hmm. You know how hard it was sometimes to get audience in. Mm-hmm. Don't let these motherfuckers fool you. Like they got to be outside begging people to come inside. Sometimes Facts. do not let these niggas fool you. You got to grab audience to please. You know, um, we got this new artist today. His name is Bing Bop, and he has a, <laughs> he has a song that's like, like that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. We have to force people to Where, come into. Do you want to be on TV or like you okay, begging you for them to come in? That, yeah. yeah, yeah, like stop that. <laughs> that's true. I feel you on that, bro. Hey man, all that plastic surgery get into her fucking brain. Mm. Crazy. Ooh. All right. Damn. So safe to say that Wendy's wrong. What about hold on, what about Earl? Let's bring Talk it back a little Wendy? bit. Uh, Earl sweatshirt. Even though we don't have the full like details on that, do you mm-hmm. think he was wrong for slapping the phone out the fan's hand? That I think is a little bit excessive. I, the the reason why I don't think Wendy's altercation was that well uh, was like was bad was because she didn't like push her. She just kind of held her arm out like okay. Relax, but to actually physically like swipe a hand away, or like maybe a situation that Chris did where he like grabbed the phone out of someone's hand and threw it mm-hmm. and b- broke it. You do have to hold yourself to a higher standard because you are a celebrity, and like that's just gonna look bad no matter what. So yeah. actually causing any kind of damage, damage to property or damage to like uh, a venue or anything like that. Like I think that's when you cross the line. But if you're trying to do it respectfully, but like if you put the, put your hand over the phone, be like, all right, cool. Like it is what it is. But if that guy was like very insane and kept doing it over and over again I can't say that I would respectfully do the same thing I might get mad at one point and just be like yo just smack the phone out the hand like I told you 
get the fuck out my face. Right. I tried to say it once. A lot of the times, and also they like to play victim too. Like yeah. they act like they're so innocent and they uh-huh. came up all sweet. Sometimes they don't, they're like, hey, hey, da 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 da. It's like, no, not today. Hey, but da 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 da. And now it's like, now I, now yeah, now I gotta, aggressive. now I gotta react now. You yeah, know? what about you, Alex? Was he wrong for slapping the phone out of the fan's hand? Um, I, I haven't really I can't speak on it knowledgeably I haven't seen that situation or the video so mm-hmm. I can't speak on that knowledgeably honestly mm. but hearing it even though you don't know hearing that um, a celebrity slapped a phone out of somebody's I, hand hearing it it sounds bad but you never know the situation the phone could have been in the nigga's face he could have said something crazy to him you don't know what the situation so okay. I, would, I would be speaking on knowledgeably I just know I can speak knowledgeably on Wendy being a hating ass bitch <laughs> oh, alright well safe to say that we feel that Artists do owe celebrities, and then Temp feels that artists don't feel. Yeah, yeah they, they don't owe like a they don't owe fans anything. Yeah, a little bit, not one, all the way. One thing people do owe is you know the right to find out what's going on with these situations, all of these you know alleged incidents and rapes and things uh, happening in the industry. Definitely, and it's sad to say, man. You know, uh, the hope of New York, who's no longer in New York. I know. You it's know. So sad. You know. Uh, Christoph Porzingis, man, you know, he's invest- he's under investigation right now for a rape dating back to February 2018. And sources are saying that the seven foot three Lativian is the Lativian. I got Latvian. Oh, Latvian? Latvian. Latvian. Okay, I feel like I got to say it like that. Latvian. I got to get it back in my tongue. All right, anyways, <laughs> was playing for the Knicks and had just torn his ACL versus the Bucks. And game, that same game, hours before, there was an alleged assault on a woman. A petty officer originally from Nigeria. Hmm. You know, first Navy off, petty, yeah. that might be karma. You know, and now let me not speak that on him because, like I said, the court of public opinion never should be held until we have a court of law or anything like that. Very mm-hmm. true. But uh, sources are also saying that the woman told police that poor Singers held her down on a bed, hit her several times in the face, calling her a slave and my bitch while raping her. Wow. She reportedly hesitated to come forward for fear of hurting the center's NBA career. She waited over a year to come forward because she had been in discussions with Porzingis over a $68,000 hush money payment for her brother's college tuition. The accuser is considered believable according to the source. Mm -hmm. Now, outside of all of that, the Knicks were informed. And the Mavericks were informed about this assault case. But the Mavs have a history of sexual misconduct as well. They do. Recently, their photographer, Danny. Sheesh. Mm-hmm. Hey, Ooh, man. It gets I, tricky. This is, see, things like this is hard to speak on because we don't know the details. Exactly. We don't know the details. But I think this is why in New York got him the fuck up out of here. Because of this situation. Yes. The Knicks knew mm. that the case happened before... Like, during the time that they were trading him to the Mavs. Mm-hmm. And the Mavs have the history of plenty sexual misconduct cases as well. So the Mavs knew about Porzingis's issue. So you think that's why everybody, we've been like, yo, why the fuck would you get rid of Porzingis? Like, he's the yes. host. But we didn't know about this case the whole time. Exactly. And I, I feel like the Knicks, like, they're a brand. And they've been in, they've they? been in New York. <laughs> okay, even though they're not on the point, they're not, they're not <laughs> scoring points. They are a historic <laughs> NBA basketball team. So you're not going to fuck up your brand for one player. Yeah. Because then you're rape, perceived rapist. as, okay. oh, like, oh, it's okay for NBA players to rape women. You know, like, that's but, just... But there we go again. That's what I'm saying. Not, not taking away from her allegations or anything, but this is not even... Something that's even been taken to court yet has it, it, yes it's it's, it's going to the FBI now. Okay, has he been proven guilty? Has anything it's under investigation been filed? because they they're saying that his lawyer Porzingis's lawyers are saying that she tried to extort him for this money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this is why she took so long to come forth and say like this mm-hmm. would happen because the incident happened in February of 2018. So and he tore his ACL that same day. I th- I think it was like hour like. That's crazy. Yeah. But my thing is, like, they already discussed, from what I read, they already discussed that he was going to give her the 68K to stay quiet. It's been over a year. You know. And, and no payment has been made. So this is why she's saying she came forth, because she didn't want to mess up his career, but the now sad, she won't have money. The sad thing is it's really hard for women, and it's, it's, it sucks that it's so hard for women to have situations where they are raped and they do come forward and men just automatically, because they're on a celebrity status or anything, mm-hmm. do write it off. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there is situations and a, a lot of situations where these men are celebrities and they feel like they can be victimized by somebody just saying that you sneeze by them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, 
the thing that's going to hurt that situation is that $68,000 payment. Because mm-hmm. if she would have automatically came out and didn't want any payment, I think that it would have been 100% boom. Yeah, this is a situation we got to look into now. But now that payment of, oh, $68,000 and I'll leave it alone. Which is fairly, like, it. small. That hinders it, though. True. That hinders it mm-hmm. a lot. Mm. It's just sad. It's a sad case overall. Let's have our our, our resident uh, middle ground and, and political <laughs> speaker. And, right. Uh, I want to know Ted's perspective. Yes. Huh. That's what um, a beard brings wisdom. I need one. I, I'm trying on the side. Uh, it's tough. The the one thing that kind of bothers me about this whole thing is kind of like, so she's a, a Navy petty officer, right? Mm-hmm. So she has nothing to do with the organization or anything, right? No. Okay. So. Um, the fact that she felt like she didn't want to say anything because um, she didn't want to affect his career, that part I'm a little iffy on. Uh. It's just like I don't really fully under, uh, understand. It's just like if a dude sexually assaults you and he called you a slave and my bitch and everything like that, I haven't been in that situation. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I would do in that situation, but I feel as if like my well-being should, should take priority. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. if it's a celebrity or anything like that, so... Um, if this shit is actually true, I definitely do believe that all the organizations, the um, the Mavs and the Knicks, they definitely knew about it beforehand. It's also another issue. Do you that think we they would get about. him out? I think they would get Mavs? him out, especially the Mavs. Uh, <clears throat> I'm sorry, not the Mavs. I think like that these organizations, like they always know about these things beforehand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like that's another issue. It's just like now we're just tr- trying to sweep everything under the rug mm-hmm. for money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's another issue that we need to tackle. Um, I need to hear. A little bit more information. Right now, I'm kind of just I'm reserving judgment just <laughs> to see see what's up. To, okay. to, 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 to instead of just jumping about. in, yeah, exactly. I don't want, I don't want to just jump into it because it's it's iffy because like we do have people who take advantage of celebrities, but at the same time, we have celebrities who take advantage of people. So uh. I don't want to assume that Porzingis is that kind of person or uh, this young lady is that kind of person. Uh. So I'm just gonna wait until like more details come out and like we'll see what happens. I think it's our job as journalists to be ethical in these situations mm-hmm. and always try to speak from being in the most knowledgeable perspective. Uh. Yes. So I think it's I don't think we could really. We'll follow up on that story for you, though. Too much is adding up for me. So, Yeah, Yeah, man. You know, another thing about it is a lot of things are adding up. And (laughs) we've been going through situations we was talking about not too long ago. You know, yes, Jewels, but there's been many more. Don't get me wrong, because I love this person. I love all of these people. I love love the... uh, the Justin Bieber's, the Justin Timberlake's, mm-hmm. the yes, I don't really know yes Jewels, but the yes Jewels, and many other cringeworthy black Twitter reactions to Kim Kardashian braids. Where do we draw the line? You know, <laughs> where does yes. that line start and end? And the separation between appreciation and what is appropriation? Mm-hmm. You know, um, the action of taking something for your own use and typically without the owner's permission—that's mm-hmm. the definition of appropriation. And you know, when things kind of boils down to clothing, food, religion, hairstyles, and, you know, even the coveted chopped cheese. Listen to what a white business insider host, Sarah, says about the hood favorite chopped cheese. You know, that, that this hurt my heart, man. Like, really? I, I saw this video. Yeah, you saw this before. When she walked in, she was in Harlem. Yes. She went to Harlem to try out what a chopped cheese was, and this is what she said. Uh-oh. This is New York City's answer to the Philly cheesesteak. Stop. And most New Yorkers don't even know it exists. I'm Sarah, and this we is don't know it one cool thing. We took a trip up to Harlem, to the Blue Sky Deli, which is also known as... The August. music is killing me. Word. Yeah, get one of your chopped cheese, please. <laughs> one of your chopped cheese. The chopped cheese is pretty simple. It's chopped up ground beef, American cheese, lettuce, tomato, mayo, and ketchup. Bro. Almost like eating a cheeseburger, but it's just on a sub roll instead of a, a sub roll. Line. It was really good, nothing revolutionary, but still delicious. And for four dollars, it's a steal. Not anymore. It might not be the prettiest sandwich because they moved up to <laughs> exactly. But for four dollars, it all goes to show that it's what's on the inside that really counts. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and New Yorkers, they don't even know about it. Uh, what? Wait, I don't. Did she say it was New Yorkers that don't know Bro, about it? Bro, New Yorkers, New York- they don't even know about it. I didn't okay. catch that. Okay. Oh, uh, uh, uh. If, <laughs> if that's what she said, fuck her. Okay, look, look. This is where appro- this is where appropriation is. Hold Sarah on. And this is insiders. Hold on. Cool thing. Here we go. 
dangerous. We took a trip up to Harlem to the Blue Sky Deli, which is also known as Haji's. Oh, Haji's! This is where shit is dangerous. Chopped cheese is pretty simple. It's chopped up ground beef, American cheese, lettuce, tomato, mayo, and ketchup. Did she say in the beginning? Hold on, let me see if she said it. I think it was the beginning, beginning. To the Philly cheesesteak. And most New Yorkers don't even know it Most New Yorkers. Don't even know it exists. And this is where, look, look. This is where appropriation, this is the, this is what I'm What company is this? This is Business Insider, bro. Yes. Four million subscribers. Yes. Wow. This is where shit is dangerous. Here's some of the comments under that. Next week on Insider, New York's hidden gem, a bacon, egg, and cheese. <laughs> um, That's crazy. Dank Dank says, yo, this is a big L. I just want to smack the shit out of her. <laughs> and uh, Makata says, most New Yorkers don't even know it exists. Quote, you mean the ones who come to New York and don't even try to go to the other areas? End exactly. Quote. Yo, that's appropriation. I think that it is, is appropriation. Because no. like, you're not really doing your research and trying to figure out like why. Why? Because a lot of times like these sandwiches exist out of necessity. You yeah. know, chopped cheese came about because a lot of people don't really have enough money to really buy like a full meal. So they they innovated something. For like three, three fifty, four dollars that you could take home, get a nice a full belly, and be able to like go to work the next morning and not mm-hmm. be hungry and shit. Mm-hmm. So now they just come here like, oh, what is this? Yeah. Oh, da-da. oh, that's tell it's such a delicacy. And and the story of a chopped cheese is the story of many other neighborhoods, mm. a po' boy sandwich, yeah, exactly, and many other things that are used when we don't have money. The dirty rice, mm-hmm. it's the scraps that were made and they just turned out to be delicious. Yeah, yeah. exactly. We could turn little things into something real swaggy and delicious. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that is where a Appropriation comes in That's crazy. Where people don't say The history of things And why they came from Exactly People don't know about it Now That's where the line is drawn Where you try to create Your own history About something that already Has a cultural identity mm-hmm. And has been used By a group of people For years Look Facts I think a pro- You know Somebody tried to pull this card on Bruno Mars because they say, yo, he takes all his Sounds and music That nigga sound like James Brown He sound like this He sound like that And I think Bruno Mars is what appreciation sounds like. I agree, 100%. And, mm-hmm. and you know why I say that? Because Bruno Mars, when he gets his awards all the time, when he does his interviews all the time, when he mm-hmm. does anything, he says things like this. Quote, when you say black music, understand that you're talking about rock, jazz, R&B, reggae, funk, doo-wop, hip-hop, and Motown. He told the magazine publication, black people created it all. Yes. Being Puerto Rican, even salsa music stems from the black motherland of Africa. So in my world, black music means everything to me. Mm. Mm. And it's what gives America its swag. Mm. That's appreciation. Yeah. Definitely. That's saying, yeah, I know I do this. I know I wouldn't be able to do none of this. Mm, if it wasn't for black people. Without, quote, mother Africa. Exactly. And that stems from the music that I even love being Puerto Rican as salsa music. Now, that's what I'm trying to tell you, the difference between appreciation and appropriation. Yes. Something already has a cultural history. A do-rag. Mm-hmm. Chopped cheese. Mm-hmm. Bonnets. Exactly. Getting your hair done. Even the way that we speak. Mm-hmm. It has a cultural history. And you just coming up and saying, oh, yeah, I, you know, me and my friends. No, no, nigga. You saw it. We saw it. We did it. <laughs> no, y'all, no. y'all can't yeah. do it nowhere near better. Yeah. yeah. The, most, the most dangerous thing is the lost art of history that usually gets written by the victors. Yes. Which allows people to say that you don't belong in this country that their ancestors were never even entitled to. Mm. Mm-hmm. And that's the difference between appropriation Definitely. and appreciation. Yeah. Absolutely. It's like when these fashion brands, they they take a do-rag and they make it $12 and then they rename it something mm-hmm. and make it sound like it's a completely different thing. Like, no, nah, do-rags have been around, bonnets have been around for mm-hmm. a while. The, yep. little, the little bees at the end of the hair, those things have been a- around mm-hmm. forever and they're, they're very familiar in black culture. Yep. So that's when the appropriation comes about now appreciation like people like Bruno Mars who actually understand and like yeah he's influenced by a lot of artists but he's not copying these artists directly you Mm -hmm. have artists like like Ed Sheeran let's say like Shape of You that's pretty much like an Afro beat like a it's a black black influence song but Mm -hmm. I bet you he wouldn't be able to tell like where the music originates from where the melodies originate from so that's appropriation right there I, I think some people got checked for their appropriation and now they understand appreciation. Like Kim Kardashian got checked that one time she did that paper magazine joint and she balanced the um cup on her ass. You remember yeah, that? Uh-huh. That's a remake of a photo from 1960s by yeah. an African American yeah, woman. Yeah, peeped, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and then she got her ass checked again on Black Twitter for the braids <laughs> and she had to show where that comes from. She tried to show a white lady do that she got appropriated too. But look, that's the dangerous <laughs> thing about this. 
they were they're gonna take away from your history. That's the most dangerous thing. When we don't know our history, mm. they can I'm make sorry. up anything. I'm just laughing at Alex to his ass. To- uh, <laughs> hey, my <laughs> shit fat. Don't play. Whoa. Yeah. Hey, my Pause. shit fat. I'm sorry, Simone Wendy Williams, but <laughs> Wendy Williams, when she sit in the chair, she just slide out the motherfucking chair, dog. No oh, ass having. I'm sorry. Oh, her ass ever since her that chest. Kim, when That's you, you talked about Kim, I've been like, I love Kim though. Don't get me. I'm not dissing Kim. I love Kim because no, she's showing. Especially like now, even with the fashion brand, she's mm-hmm. showing where she's getting her inspirations from. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and and yeah, shout out to Kim. Yeah. And I think shout it's probably Kim. because now she has like how many kids she has? Three? And she looked good three. as shit. Yeah, she has three kids, but like now she's raising uh, mixed race children mm-hmm. and she's more familiar with black culture. So I feel like before it was more like she didn't really understand it, but she like loved it. But now it's just like you're you're hip to game now because you know you got to deal with black kids' hair and you mm-hmm. got to deal with like the the um, stipulations that comes with like having a mixed race child or whatever. Mm-hmm. So now I was like, okay, now you're in it. Now you're in it for real, for real. Hey, right. look, that that black dick make you do things that you never knew you could do. She started cooking <laughs> soul food dinners, <laughs> soul food Sundays, going to church, and they they bopping their head now. Like you know they used to go to church, them long churches, and they just talk. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Now you in church. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Shackles on my feet. Wrong <laughs> is something. You, you think Ray J a, gets invited to those services or no? No, I don't think so. No? Nah. Ooh, that was a he just, <laughs> No, you don't think he gets invited to the services? No. No. He just films them? <laughs> oh. Get this guy out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Give, him, give, him, give him a sound effect, Dan. He just That's it. That's Yo, it. this guy. Hey man, you know um, we got some artist snippets talking about this week. Some things happened with Big Sean. We haven't heard from him in a minute. He got a little Aki. He did, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah he's in the gym, you okay. know, he's trying to focus on his mental health. Mm-hmm. That um, six pack, hey Sean, who's up? I don't, I don't know about all that. I don't know about. I'm not looking <laughs> Look for that. You. I'm focused on the music. All right, uh-huh. <laughs> all right, all right. Hold on, do you have a water emoji for the thirst that was over there? <laughs> I, am not I, I, need, I need a little, mm. a little water um, sound mm-hmm. for whenever she gets like that. Mm. But um, uh, we did have a few artists drop music on. IG this week just a little snippet um, I feel like this is kind of like the new rollout people just they want to get a taste for mm-hmm. the music and also the artists want to know how people feel about the music before they before they drop so um, first we got Big Sean uh, rumors ran amok last year after him and his girlfriend Janae Aiko seemed to hit a rough patch in their relationship Janae got a you know that big ass Big Sean face tattoo she you, had I don't mm-hmm. even know why I she got that in, in the first life. place you saw it in real life too right yeah yeah I seen it that shit is crazy but she got that covered up she started sending cryptic tweets and deleting them um, Sean was out and about with his ex boo Ariana Grande mm-hmm. so a lot of people were talking about that and not really talking about the music because it has been a while since we've heard anything from Sean right. uh, he dropped two projects back in 2017 uh, one being I Decided in February and the other was a collab with Metro Boomin called Double or Nothing both of them kind of received a little you know lukewarm reception I wasn't a big fan of I Decided I did not like that album whatsoever um, Double or Nothing was kind of cool couple couple of dope records I on there I never even heard of Double or Nothing I almost forgot it was a thing until like Dang, when I did my re- I was like oh listen. shit my bad my bad Sean and I'm mm-hmm. actually a big fan of Sean so the yeah, fact that same. I forgot that he came up with a project that's crazy but um, he did drop a snippet last Monday um, it was a song produced by Key Wayne um, which we're going to play in a second. The day before that, though, he took to Instagram and talked about some of the struggles he's been having with his mental health, mm-hmm. toxic relationships, seeking a therapist, and not being happy with his life overall for no apparent reason. But now it seems like he's back on his shit. He's trying to get back into music. And according to him, this is the best music he's ever made. So mm-hmm. I'm really anxious to hear like what he has to say with this album. Um, we so. do have a clip. Alex, could you play that for us real real quick, please? Right before that, I want to say, like, they would. I was very, very like saddened because I, I look at them. Not, not. I'm not one of them people that be like goals, goals, goals. Uh-huh. But I like them together because it took them so long to be together. Yeah. Like they was just best friends for years. So, um, somebody commented under one of her photos because she said that she she created three new freestyles, mm-hmm. and she said in the uh, caption, "Speaking truth only, you cannot control me. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling strangely same today." Right? So then somebody commented below, like always, trying to start some shit. Mm-hmm. You know, it first came out on the shade room. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, Big Sean, she finna snitch. <laughs> Janae Aiko responded, me and Sean are good. I got tons of love for him. My next album is all freestyles. Well, I'm going I'm to touch on subjects and relationships, past, present, and future. Mm-hmm. I know you all love the drama and would like to think everything I do or say is about him. But I've been through plenty of other things and situations to pull inspiration from. And when I sit down, I create a song. 
and I'll have a good day. Mm. So, you know, I think finally we kind of got an answer to to the things that's been going on with her. So, you know, I, I just wanted to hear that because they was goals. They was goals. Definitely was. All right. Here's a clip from Sean. Yeah. I got you. Little bitch, please don't act like my friend, be my friend. My mama said, don't act like a man, be a man. Quit going overboard, I think it's finally sinking in. Keep waiting on the beach, you know that be my favorite BPM. Hold up, fuck me over once, you never seeing me again. Fuck me over twice and I'm the last thing you see. Never thought I'd be investing in restaurants with hoes and see my movie theater downtown Detroit opening doors. Dog, I see niggas get buried in suits that never wore suits. That shit can get deep as my Nigerian. That beat is hard. He's talking his shit. He seems like he's definitely growing a lot. And like Big Sean, he was never an immature artist. He always sp- spoke some real shit, even when he was on his play play shit. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. This sounds ass, like ass, a different. Ass. Yes, he has records like that. But like this feels like a a way different Sean, you know? Yeah. And I think that has a lot to do with him addressing his mental health issues and like talking about getting it there. How do you guys feel about? It? Did you guys see the clip of him um, yeah. that he posted on Instagram? I saw yeah. like a couple seconds of. It. I didn't watch the whole clip. Yeah. I think this is industry shit is a whirlwind, and sometimes you got to disconnect because. You can't go through real shit. Like, he was saying he was in the worst place of his life ever, and he could never get out of it. He always found a way to, like, connect to music to get his things out. Mm-hmm. And for the first time in his life, he couldn't get this pain out of his life. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I think it was a good thing. Sometimes you got to disconnect and just come back. Definitely. Like, if, you're, if your whole thing is making music and it stops becoming fun, then you have to figure out a way to get the rest of your life together. Mm-hmm. Because there is a certain point when, you, when you're dealing with mental health, you try to ignore it. You try and, like, relate it to other things. But mental health is a real thing, you know? Sometimes you just physically feel... An emotion and it just takes over your whole body and it, it it inhibits you from doing or just enjoying life in general. I have days where like nothing is wrong and I just feel sad for no fucking reason, you know. So I think that is really important for artists, especially like Big Sean, who has a a big name and has a huge following, to kind of talk about these things to encourage other people to start talking about how they feel, talking about their emotions, and like really get a lot of like just just a lot of backing for like talking about mental health, right. I'm with it 100% I respect it Definitely you know, But uh, speaking on people That's coming back Yes Trigger Trey man Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which, which one of y'all <laughs> Come on Trigger I actually brought this up The other day You know he can't Legally say yup anymore Why Yeah, yeah he got He got into a legal battle With Dave Hester From um, Storage Wars Cause that was his phrase too Yeah And they sued each other <laughs> But then they settled it Out of court But right after that case He stopped saying yup Oh, wow. So I think that's what, that was part of the deal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on. Oh, oh man. It's I'm, Mrs. Do Your Girl. Hey, hey, man. <laughs> Mrs. Do Your Girl, Trick or Trace, seems to be working on new music, and it looks like he's going to be coming back to a sound reminiscent of Trey with the Braves. Yes. I miss Trey with the Braves. Hey, man, if he comes back with that ugly-ass can't, <laughs> can't help but wait. <laughs> you know, he put the lip up to his nose. <laughs> hey, man. If he come back with that singing face, I'm all here for it. It seems like since Trey stopped with the Ugly face, he focused more on the love faces. You know what I mean? Making me? love faces. I don't know. I, I, it says the music hasn't been the same. I like the music. Me too. I, you, I really? like the music. Ah, it's been like a little bit what? of a decline. You ready? Did it's you not like, hear Ready? No, that's, that, was, that was right. So, Ready, it's like that's his best album. And then after that, what was that? Mm-mm. Ready, and then it was. No, Trigger was fucking fire. Trigger, Trigger was not fire, bro. Oh, Trigger was not fire, bro. My goodness. Sam, all his music is fire. That shit was lukewarm, no, bro. bro. Bro, did Trigger you hear Trigger? He never lost it. Trigger Tractor Reloaded was, was lukewarm. Trigger Reloaded was even way more fire. It was not, bro. Are you kidding me? The only song on that that was really dope was um. You ain't gonna do that what's music what's that shit, shit with me today, nigga. Facts. Come on, uh, contributor. Best for you. That's the that's the only good song on Trigger, bro. Everything else is like mad whatever. Are you? Dum 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 dum. Let's pull up. I'm pull up some. Nigga, cake. 
cake's cake on cool. the I menu. I know you fuck with cake. Oh, what's that song? Dead Wrong, Ty Dolla Sign? Come, Come on. on. I'm not a fan no. of that one. Not no, a fan no. Foreign, foreign you lost remix me. with Justin Bieber. I like foreign. foreign. I know you I like foreign. foreign. Okay, I like smartphones. Yes, that's a dumbass song. Smartphone. Are you crazy? Smartphones, dumb song. How about that? Wow, Are you kidding? Not a fan. What about bro? yes? No, not a fan of yes. You no. ain't shit. What? I'm not a fan of you ain't shit. I ain't gonna what? lie. Not a fan. I think we might need some new ears. Anybody? No. <laughs> hey, we're taking applications, no. man. We're taking no. him. Come on, he never passion, lost listen, a beat. Listen, passion, pain, and pleasure was nah, whatever. Man, like, yeah, he had a couple good songs. Like bottoms up was cool. Love faces was cool. Can't be friends was my shit. Everything else, change here, your like, mind. Kinda, whatever, like change your mind is kind of whatever. Passion, pain, and pleasure. That's the first tour oh, I ever went son. to, and it's nah, fire. Chapter tech. five, mm, dive in was cool. Right, dive in was amazing. Dive in was cool. All right, Tim, let me ask you: Did you hear eleven and twenty-eight? I did hear eleven and twenty-eight. Thoughts? I didn't like it. Oh! I ain't like neither of them. Yo, Tim, the only, you never put some like tray songs uh, on and lit a candle and let the candle wax burn on the shutty back and let Trey <laughs> Trey sing in the background. Trey, though. No, let Trey sing in the background. All you gotta hear is, you ready? Come That's on, it. Man. Ready, Trey. Ready, Trey. I fuck with. I'm gonna need you to listen to Ready, Trey, Trey songs. I fuck with. Drugs. Drugs. No, Tim, I, I'm gonna not a fan. You can't you know what? Do that. You so can't it's do only shooting shots. And what's that other song called? Yo, um, did you listen thorough? I need y'all to get in, temp, in Tim's com, um, comments and tell him that he's fucking bugging. I'm not bugging. Trey songs never lost Solid. it. Solid. That's hey. the only other song I like. Hey. Everything else put is your like, top three. Put your top three Trey songs on the Let It Off podcast and tag Tim. Tag me. We gonna put Trey songs picture up and. We're going to say, yo, matter of fact, this is a clip right here. We're going to look right in the camera at y'all. Look. All right. He's yes. saying that Trey songs don't got no good music. And he's bugging right. out. I didn't say that. He's yes, bugging he the fuck I said, out. I said it hasn't been the same. It's, that, it's been the same. It he's, has not Trey, been the if you're watching, you never lost a beat, All my right, nigga. So look, wow. ta- tag Templeton. Tag me. Tag Let It All Podcast. <laughs> tag me. And tag three of your favorite Trey Song songs. Yes. After Ready album. After Under Ready. Yes, it has to be After Ready. Okay, you're bugging. You're bugging the fuck out. Listen, and I'm not saying that he doesn't have good songs, but it's just like that like I used to love Trey songs albums but like after that it's like the singles were cool and then the rest of the songs on there were just kind of like whatever they all felt like you won't have to take shit. over this segment this no. no this came no. from a hater this came from a hater of Trey songs I'm uh, not a perspective hater. Yes, no, I don't oh. think Temp is a hater I'm I just think that Temp needs songs, to go back and listen look, again oh. Trey, Trey <laughs> songs actually dropped two projects not too long ago yeah not too long one ago one titled yeah. 11 and uh-huh. one titled 28 yes. both dropping on the 28 yes I wrote I just, that I don't like the tone I, I don't like that. the tone the hate you don't like the tone that I'm spitting facts nah they did drop they dropped on 11, 11 and 28 is okay. fire. Yeah. It's, okay. not, it's not fire, man. It was so whatever. But uh, Chi-Chi made it to your most listen-worthy See? Pod- playlist. I don't hate I don't hate Trey. See, I put Chi-Chi on there. You don't hate Solid Trey, was on there the old Trey. I do miss the old Trey. I'm not going to front. Like, Ready, I felt like, was the pinnacle of Trey. And then after that, it was just like, he kind of waved a little bit. Some songs were like, cool. Again, like, Love Faces, like, Slow Motion I love. But it's just like, yo, oh. some of the songs just wasn't doing it for me. I don't know It wasn't doing it for me I can't agree Listen Make sure y'all hit me up Because I want to have this conversation Hey I want to see if this is doing it for you Yeah Yeah, let's hit the snippet (laughs) Oh shit (laughs) Hold on no My seat is wet The panties got (laughs) wet Hold on Hold on Alex's panties got wet My fucking seat got wet Hold on Alright let me run that shit back Hold on Play it back Play it back your, Your chair dry my I wish the snippet was longer. She. I'm oh, oh, like 20 oh, you went. Hey, you know, you know, it's fire. If that nigga said he wished the snippet was longer. Right. Come on, man. Y'all not gonna label me as a Trey hater. I'm just saying the music hasn't been the same. You're not a Trey hater. You're a traitor. <laughs> that was clever. I'm not, I'm not going for it. That was clever. But I do love the snippet. I do feel like he's trying to return the form. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm a fan of it. Like I'm a fan of the snippet. I really want to. Trace Trace always going to be one of those artists that I listen to no matter what, no matter how I feel about him. So when this project drops, I'm hoping that it has like this same kind of similar feel and not like the feel of like some of the other projects. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm not a Trey hater. Hey, man. You know. <laughs> People are just getting we it back. We in the get we back know. season. We in the get it. back season right now, exactly. man. Exactly. We got uh, you know, Mr. Confessions in the building. 
I think everybody been waiting and missing some Usher music, man. We need that. Watch Definitely, this. we need that. Yeah, I'm. I'm also a huge fan of Usher. Super fan. But it's the same. It's the same thing. Like Usher. Okay, can I say that Usher uh, hasn't been the same since Confessions? Can I say that? You know what? I actually, I'm about to say that's why I stayed quiet. Mm. <laughs> I'm, I. Definitely, I've seen a decline. Yeah, it's definitely been a decline. Like some of the some records what still he, hit. What has he dropped? Um, he's dropped like four, probably four albums. He and dropped. What, he what, dropped hasn't, what songs hasn't done good? I didn't listen. Hold on, I'm gonna I'm go back. Um, Scream didn't do too well. Cause what's um, the what's the joint? Um, Climax. Oh my! Yo, Climax goodness. is my shit, bro. I'm not a crazy. Fan Climax is my shit. Are you? You're not a fan of Climax? Climax? Not really. Wow. Do you know Climax? I do. Go. That's all, right? Oh, yeah, yes, that's you almost song. broke the damn microphone. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, look, I was like, oh shit, oh yeah. shit. Right. <laughs> no, but look, he, he dropped yeah, a couple projects. Look, man, it looks like Usher's back in the studio cooking up some more confessions with longtime contributor Jermaine Dupree. Fan okay. of that. I'm hey, a fan. Hey, look, the last time we heard from Usher, it was back in October 2018 when him and producer Zaytoven they dropped the eight-song EP simply titled A, which is apparently finished in only five days. Yes. Uh-huh. And asked if they heard it, and this is what they think. Where, what'd you guys think about that? Did you guys hear that project? Oh, yeah. That's the one he had a uh, song with Future, Stay, stay uh-huh. at Home. Yeah. Okay, uh-huh. I'm lying. That I, did, I only like two songs. A mm-hmm. song he did with Gunna, I think. Mm-hmm. And then the song with Future, Stay yeah, You didn't like that, uh, that Adda song? That shit was fire. Okay, well, well. It was called Adda. Now, Usher's 2004 album Confessions is considered to be one of the best R&B albums of all time. Yes. I definitely feel so. Yes. But it's safe to say that Usher's career has been a tad bit shaky since then. Mm-hmm. And he's definitely had some hits, you know, with Trading Places, yes. Daddy's Home. Uh-huh. And let's Daddy's not forget home. Climax, man. Definitely not. I feel like with that record, it was so slept on when it came out. But Usher's trying to throw some things back and return to true form with these two tracks. Let me say something, though. Yes. Did you know that Confessions was never about Usher? Everybody always assumed it's about Usher and Chili. I didn't know that. It's about Jermaine Dupree, Jermaine Dupree, and it's a real situation. I just watched on TV One his mm-hmm. um, Uncensored, mm-hmm. and he was saying, "Yo, Confessions is actually about me, and I was in a long term relationship, and I popped up with a baby with someone else." Mm-hmm. Make sure y'all check that out. That's something Definitely. real, real crazy, yep. yo. That's real, real crazy. All but uh, right. let's hear a little something from Usher, 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 Usher. Now you say. He actually dropped two snippets, actually. Yeah. Um, the next one, Jermaine says that one. that's his um, Usher's favorite song, quote unquote, as mm. of right now. The second snippet? The second snippet, yeah. Let's ain't no listen. second snippet here, so yeah. Right. Right. Uh, pr- click the next button. It's oh. an arrow. Oh, yes, oh, little arrow oh, over there. Oh, yeah. oh, wait, hold on. Yeah. I tried to check him and he checked me. <laughs> yes, sir. Hey. Hey. Usher, fuck what anybody else say about you, man. You're a true form. You're a true artist. Worry about the music. Don't worry about nothing else. You dig? Very true, man. I'm always going to be a fan of Usher, man. Did Definitely your panties one of get the wet? R&B. <laughs> for that one, my, my, my panties got a little bit wet for that one. Tim said his panties got wet. My hey. panties got a little bit wet on that on that uh, that first song. That shit was fire. Hey, Tim, man. Let's get into this most listen worthy, yeah, man. Let's, let's bring it home. Let's bring it home. All right, so. He got hype. 
who don't know. Y'all try to take away my most listened worthy code. I don't appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Still the resident music insider here. All of right. Course. Hey, but I... you can send your resumes to let it off podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. No. <laughs> Fuck out of here. All right. So for those of you guys who don't know, every week I listen to all the brand new music and I pick out the ones that I feel are the best of the bunch. And I put those on my list of most listened worthy tracks for the week. Uh, before I get into that, I do have a few honorable mentions. Uh, Oh, we oh we got a about to hit an hour. Let me just wrap this up real quick. It's gonna be real short. Um, there was a lot of new music, so it was a lot a lot to go through. So okay. first, let's go to uh, Anders. He came out with a track called "Bad Habits." Um, we got Sinead Harnick came in, came out with a sultry but bouncy track called "By Myself." Mm-hmm. Uh, UK soul singer and one of my personal woman crush every days. You know, you got the woman crush Wednesdays. You got mm-hmm. the woman crush every yo. Mm-hmm. She, you should check her out. She's fucking Talk gorgeous as hell, man. Jazz, if you're listening, I know you're not. <laughs> but uh, if you are, I really love it your can sound. Never just be doubt about my music. love. Let me know. I won't ever doubt your love. All right. <laughs> she got a record called "Doubt My Love." I think it's very appropriate for the summertime. And lastly, we have another entry from Kara Marney. Uh, she has an acoustic track called. Uh, you might need somebody. Shout out hmm. to the UK because lit- legitimately the last three artists are all from the UK. Nice. Where, so now let's get into the most listen-worthy tracks of the week, uh, starting with the artist who was recently in headlines for potentially causing some friction between two of our favorite artists, Meek Mill and Tory Lanez. Mm. Hailing from Harlem and dropping her debut project this weekend, we have mm. Melly. Um, I thought the record was kind of whatever. What does that mean? It's kind of mediocre, the project. Like, for artists that have so much buzz, I was expecting, like, a lot more. But she does have some really good songs on here, Uh, two in particular that I'm going to put on the list. One is called Anime Girls, and the other one is called Before I. Um, There's a third record that is probably going to be the record that everyone goes to. It's called Slow For Me, featuring Mm -hmm. Tori. It's going to be that summertime record. People are going to love it. It's going to be a radio smash or whatever. But I wanted to highlight some of the other songs on there. Um, next we have Christian King Combs That's okay. right Diddy's son Dropped a project Called Sincerely C3 I was actually Kind of surprised That I liked the project Me too um, I think he Felt the need To drop this Especially since uh, His mom died You could definitely tell That it influenced The project He had the first track He's actually talking about His, his mom passing And how it affected him um, But two of the records That I want to highlight The first one is called Good To You Featuring Ty Dolla Sign A.K.A. R&B Cheat Code Because <laughs> anytime you put him On a record It's going to be a smash Mm-hmm. And next we have another record called Birthday Suit where he's just flowing, no hook, just straight bars. Yeah. I can't remember what sample that is. Like, I was asking Alex earlier today what that sample was, but I can't remember the name of it. It's a song that everybody knows too. Mm-hmm. Next we have Emotional Oranges with another fire record called Built That Way. Mm. They really haven't missed at all since they've been dropping. Who's um, this? Emotional, Emotional Oranges. Oranges. It's oh. like this R&B group that kind of came out of nowhere. Um, they got popular off of the Joe Budden podcast. I think Rory knows their management or knows them personally because he okay. always plays them as his sleeper. But um, all the records they've been dropping have been super fire. Um, the album is coming in April, so I really want them to kind of stop because they dropped five <laughs> records already. And it's just like you give us give us Pipe something. Down, right? Yeah, give us something to to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Like if it ends up being like a seven song project or an eight song project, we already heard most of it. Yeah. That was my issue with Kyle Dion, even though I still love that record. He he dropped like six of those songs before. What if those are just their throwaways? No, it wasn't even throwaways. That those are like some of the best records on the on the album. And like mm. there was one song that I really liked that ended up being on I'm my talking about for emotional art. For emotional art. If these are the throwaways, bro. Yo, that shit's gonna be fire. Uh-oh. Um, next we have a crazy dope funky breakbeat style record coming from Duckworth called Unstatus Quo. If you guys remember, um, previously he was on my most listened worthy playlist mm-hmm. as a feature on Rihanna J's record, but now you guys get to check out what he's really about. And lastly, we have an amazing record from Cautious Clay called Settler's Paradise. He also dropped a project this week called Table of Context, which is fucking amazing. Really? Definitely like my personal favorite project that I've heard this week. And I've heard, I listened to like probably like seven albums. It was a lot of music, but this one's really stood out to me. It's like a five-song EP, very well produced. Sonically, I think it's like my favorite album of the year. Mm. So I'm looking forward to hearing like what other people do because like I don't know who mixes his shit or like who has a hand in like the vocal production, but like just sonically it was like just an amazing album. Who's Different this again? Sound, uh, Cautious Clay. Cautious Clay. Yes, and uh, that's it for the most listen ready tracks of the week. If you guys want an easy way to check out these songs, make sure you check out the most listen ready playlist available on Spotify, Apple Music, and. Just type in Most Listen Worthy in the search bar, or you can click the link in my bio on Instagram to check out that playlist or any of the other playlists. 
Yes, and that's yes. it for me. Yeah, man. Do y'all got anything going out this weekend or doing anything this weekend where they can link up with you? Any events you going to? I'm, anything you sponsoring? I am not, but I haven't smoked hookah in almost a month and a half. <laughs> so I think I will Let's indulge. give her a hand clap. Facts. Yeah, I know. I've been sober for a whole month Let's and a week. Let's go smoke. Let's go smoke now. <laughs> so Let's this celebrate. weekend, I'm definitely going to indulge in some hookah. I'm not sure yet where, but stay mm-hmm. tuned on my Instagram stories because I'll post. Any events that you going to or anything that people should go to, temp, you know, you the man. Facts. I have events that... Uh, um, hit that, him in a DM. Yeah, hit me in a DM because I can't go. I'm working on the, the Viacom President's dinners this whole week, uh-huh. so I'm not going to be able to go to any of them. <laughs> yeah. Nah, I mean, you got to get that bag, but hey, there, okay, there are a few. Hey, they hiring? <laughs> they might be. I don't what know. Up, what up? What up? You work bag? in the building too, bro. Hey, man, I know more, man. I'm out here in the streets. I'm putting. I, I have. I, I'm boycotting them, but I, I, I we you talk about that later. <laughs> you boycott, oh shit! Hey, hey, hey. We're gonna have to talk after this part. We're gonna talk Facts. about that later, but man, thank y'all for checking us out. This episode nine. Welcome back. Well, thank you for coming and spending time with yeah. us, man. There we go on the Let It Off podcast. I'm Alex King, and you were here with music insider, producer, contributor of culture, Templeton Wright, and always the amazing host of the television show, kicking with, with Simone, Woo-hoo. creative guru Simone, where we talk about hip hop culture and things affecting you and your community to help you get through your week. And let off all the bullshit. All the bullshit. (laughs) Yeah.